This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. She really helped me in our conversation understand a new way of being present, an even calmer way than I had ever imagined. And I consider myself someone who's pretty good at being present. So I'm so excited for you to meet her. A few things I just want to share. Number one, I am in Dallas, Texas right now. So you may hear some baby gurgling in the background. Let me explain. I have three brothers. Two of them had babies in the past eight weeks. They are my first two nieces. We I was the first one to have kids in my family, and so I'm so excited that my three kids will be joined by two cousins. So that is happening, and tomorrow I leave Dallas, Texas, and I go to San Francisco, California, to visit my second niece. It's been so much fun to visit with this little bundle and for her mom to be able to go out and run errands and go to Pilates and just to support somebody in that way. It's been something I've been thinking a lot about is how I want to show up in this role as aunt. I really have been thinking about it since I knew that my brothers were having babies and I got a lot of clarity and this trip came up out of that. And, you know, my husband is working hard to just be solo parenting for two and a half weeks. And my son at college is kind of sick, which sucks, but I guess I couldn't have done much about that. But you know, there's a lot of people working to make this happen. And I'm just so grateful that we've created this life where I could pull this off because it's meant so much to me and it is meaning so much to me. So I just want to share that because with clarity, which I'll tell you about a few clarifying situations that you could be a part of soon too, with clarity, so much becomes possible. And I wouldn't even um, imagined that I could do this even a few years ago. So that's that piece. And that's also the piece that if you hear a little whale, that's why. So we are doing something really special over the next few months, over the rest of 2022, which is that I'm going through different areas of our lives and I'm talking about how we can plan for those. And then after I do that in a free workshop format, which you've probably heard if you're a podcast listener, because those workshops then get posted here. After the free workshop, I'm opening up a four-week container on that topic so that 
we can dive deeper, we can do more coaching, we can create your plan around that area of interest. So the first one, the first one is easeful motherhood. And we're really going to look at this role of mother. And you can hear the baby gurgling in the back. My mic is picking it up. I don't know. And we're going to look at this role of mother and what it looks like for you right now. So we have women in Flow 365 who just had babies too. And so they're in one phase. And then we have people who have kids in school and that's another phase. And teenagers, that's another phase. And adult children, again, another phase. There's so many phases. And in each one, we have an opportunity to show up in a way that's in alignment with that phase, with where we are in life, with what we're trying to balance. And so we're going to be looking at this role of mother in all the phases for four weeks and coming up with a plan for how you want to be in this role. And I'm so excited. So if that's interesting to you, come grab your seat and let's do this. And we are integrating into this also some mindfulness work and nervous system work. So not only are there the four coaching sessions, there's some extra sessions happening um, so that we're really tending to our whole selves as we look into how we want to be as mother. Because for some of us, some trauma, past conditioning, just the way we think thought it was supposed to be can come up. And so we want to be tending to all of that as we're helping you create your dreams and craft a plan for them. So go to plansimple.com if that sounds interesting. The other thing that's coming up, which is a little less of a um, commitment, is that we're running a 90-minute workshop on Friday for entrepreneurs. So if you're wanting to come up with your Q4 plan, you can come do that with us. We know that you might know everything that's happening in Q4 already, and that's great. And if you don't, don't worry. But no matter what you know or don't know, you still need to most likely get into an alignment with how you want to show up to it. And that's what this is really going to be about. So this is for anyone who's an entrepreneur or running a team and is just like, oh my gosh, how is it already almost the end of September? how is it almost the end of 2022, right? If those kinds of thoughts are coming up around work, this is really going to tend to those thoughts and help you create a plan for the last quarter of the year. And I'm so excited for it. So both of these are paid opportunities. The workshop is like going to a yoga class in terms of money. Um, and the four week container is like a month of flow 365. So it's 297. And just come. And if that speaks to you, if it's in your budget, we would absolutely love to have you. And if it's not in your budget, please reach out to us via email. We don't mean to be exclusive. And so sometimes we can create opportunities for you, but we just also are a business. So I'm trying to model that as much as possible too. <laughs> All right. That's what I know is happening right now and more is coming up. So these four week containers will keep coming through the end of the year. So next up is going to be all about entrepreneurship. We're going to spend October getting some little things done and also deciding what the ideal work week is like. Then in November, we're going to look at meal planning. And in December, it's going to be about self-care and just really leaning into a sacred holiday season, whatever that looks like for you. So, so many good opportunities to just get supported and clear 
around different aspects of your life so that when they all come together, you can just feel like the most whole version of yourself. So always the latest information is, well, it's here, but it's also on plansimple.com. That's where you can go sign up. So go check that out. And I would love to see you. And just so you know, the gesture behind these is that I've had a lot of content that I've been wanting to get out into the world for a while. And I've been playing with it in the context of Flow 365 for five years. And this summer, I took some time to just really formalize it in each of these different areas. And so this is that work coming um, to fruition. And it's also a way, I usually only work with people for a year. So this is a way to get a taste. And it's the first way that I've had to get a taste in a, in a little while. All right. I can tell we're going to have some fussies coming up. I don't know if you're hearing baby already, but I just want to introduce our amazing guest today. This is part of our series where we're highlighting the work of some amazing Flow365ers. I literally have to pinch myself every single time I just look at the amazing humans in our community. When I go look at the community and I see all their names and faces, I'm just like, how are how, how are all these people here? They're just so amazing. And so as you know, I'm slowly going through and interviewing them. And I'm mixing that in with other interviews. But I mean, to be honest, there's so many experts within Flow 365 that I really want to tap in on their knowledge as well. And Roxanne is one of those people. She's just this amazing, amazing person who really got me thinking differently about being and doing as we were having this conversation. So I just can't wait for you to meet her. She's an amazing therapeutic sound practitioner. How how just amazing is that job title? She's also a licensed healing minister and a gifted musician, and she's been devoted, devoted. She's the most devoted. You'll hear in her voice how devoted she is for 35 years to exploring consciousness and transformation and creative expression. And She's one of those people who every time I am coaching her and she's taking it in on our calls, she'll repeat back to me what I said. And what she said is always so much wiser than what I think I ever said. So (laughs) she's such a helpful person to have in our community. And I think you'll hear that wisdom. You'll hear it today. It's so good. And she gives so many great strategies today. If being mindful and really understanding how that could look in your life and really if you're someone, you know what this is a great episode for is if you're someone who's like tried to make a meditation practice, but it just hasn't felt in integrity because you like can't sit still or it seems boring or you just can't make it happen. Some of the nuggets that Roxanne shares are just mind-blowing because she describes the act of mindfulness, the act of being quiet in a way I have just never heard before. So let's just get her on the show. You ready? Okay, here we go. Hey, Roxanne. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you. I am thrilled to be with you today. 
I am so excited to be with you. I have so many things to say about the amazing Roxanne, including that anyone who sees any video related to this, maybe on Instagram, she has the most amazing instruments behind her. Thank you. They're so beautiful. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about what your work is in the world. My work is about transformation. That's probably the best one line, one word I can give. I'm a therapeutic sound practitioner. I've work in many modalities and sound is my primary. As you can see, I have gongs. Gongs are my primary instruments. And my work is about offering experiences for people to have transformation in their life, whether it's a sense of being, whether it's a sense of relaxation, whether it's a step further on their spiritual path. That's the body of my work. A deeper embodiment. And you, I mean, we're talking about this after we've been through two years of a world pandemic, but so I imagine that most of your stuff is live. Like, is it true? Is that what, like your, so your business is like you have a studio and people come like they go to yoga, but you're giving them sound experiences. Is that true? I do. My practice is, I call it infinite flow and it actually has a life of its own. And I started the practice in earnest in 2018, found this beautiful space that I'm in in 2019, and the experiences were all live. So to move into a place of stay-at-home orders and shutdown, it gave me an opportunity to be very flexible and try to find new ways to move and use some of my other modalities that I use. I love having people in person. The beautiful thing about this big gong, if you're seeing any video, I have a gong, a sun gong that's 52 inches. Its lowest resonance, its fundamental is below what humans can hear. So it actually Mm. becomes an experience of feeling the gongs, the energy, the sonic wave come through. So I love to be with people in person. I'm partnering with someone. So perhaps soon we'll have online experiences with broadcast and recordings. So that may be coming up soon, but I always love to be with people live. Amazing. And so I was going to go into this in a minute, but I just have to keep going on this thing. So I'm obsessed now with literally while Roxanne has been in in a flow for a while. So like she's always in front of this beautiful window, but I've never seen you in front of the gong. So I knew you did sound healing, but I didn't quite understand until we're right here right now. So how is sound healing? Like what is the difference between sound versus being in quiet meditation or moving your, like, tell us about what sound. Yes. So it's interesting. One of the first places I go is some of our largest religions on the planet. Some of their sacred texts actually begin with, in the beginning was the word. And what deeper linguistic translation can be, in the beginning, there was sound. Sound is simply Mm. vibration that's in a range that we can hear. So I think when we look at science, that the universe is in movement, that our body, even if when we're sleeping, there are things happening. So the idea that vibration is constant and always happening, and to have sound where we have a direct interaction, I think is the foundation of that. What's beautiful about sound is that, especially the way I practice, different, I call it different than music. I think most people on the planet have a very personal direct experience with music and can 
have experiences where they're uplifted or songs that may make them feel melancholy or sad or move them into remembrance or move the body in joy. I use ambient mode sound in a way where there's not a mental connotation or context, but the body, the system, as it were, the whole being of a human can have that information, vibration, frequency come in. And the intelligence of each of us, our bodies, actually does exactly what needs to be done with it. Oh, interesting. A very maybe wordy and elevated way to talk about it. I think to say it more simply is that Sound has the ability, proven by science, we love, we have a little proof from science and medicine, to actually relax the automatic nervous system, to take us from sympathetic, which is fight, fight, or freeze, into parasympathetic, which is resting. And I think in the busy, intense world that we live in, especially in Western culture, where everything seems to be heightened, any opportunity we can have to take a moment and rest, relax, and reset is a really positive thing. Amazing. All right. So we're going to get more into your wisdom in a sec, but I'm so glad I asked that question. I am too. So cool. And it's funny. I'm like, I'm thinking about sound and I'm admitting, going to admit this out loud that, yeah, it's just like my ears aren't the first, like sound isn't the first sense that I go to for relaxation. Cause actually a lot of time I notice that noise and like certain noise annoys me, including music, actually, like so many places to go with that one. But anyway, very cool. You're not alone in that. I just want to say a lot of Western culture actually points us towards visual stimulation. Humans have developed to be very visually stimulated. So it's interesting to go into a deliberate and intentional movement where we begin to use another sense and with intention and focus, deepening our awareness in another direction. And the experience that my clients speak about is that it opens up entire worlds that they didn't know was available. For you to talk about like, that's not, I don't normally think about sound or listening. It's a very fertile ground to begin to explore. Very cool. Yeah. The thing that comes to mind for me when I'm thinking of like relaxing sound is that my husband, when he's driving, likes to listen to classical music like it keeps him awake. And it puts me to sleep, but it also actually makes me nauseated. So if we're like, we just happen to, you know, like if we're on a road trip and we're splitting the driving, like it's not helpful for me because it keeps him awake, but I can't ever sleep with it because it makes me carsick. Right. And so I'm like really activated by that sound. For that reason, I think I never think of it as this like place to go for relaxation. Though I love like, I love the meditation bowls. Like there are things that are amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So tell us, so you're building this amazing business where you're healing people with sound and what do you balance with that? Like what else are you thinking about when you're thinking about the life of Roxanne? The life of Roxanne is very interesting. Um, (laughs) It is. It is. I'm moving from one stage of life to another. Let me preface it by saying I was in the film industry for 20 years. Got it. And that is some of our listeners may know that it's an all-consuming business by the very nature of the beast. And I left that after over 20 years and became primary caregiver for my elderly parents and was with them in that and also working part-time as my mother had a 10 years Alzheimer's journey. 
which wow. is very challenging. So even though my husband and I do not have children, I definitely was in a very active care giving space for a long well, time. It's so interesting because right now, like whenever we do marketing, like, you know, we definitely serve mothers, but here you are in our program and that's not how you identify. But like, I'm like more and more, I'm like, I have to be kind of careful of that because there's so many women who identify as caregivers and there's so many even mothers who also are taking care of parents and like the energy of caregiving can be really depleting. And a lot of women, I think, are being called into needing to take that on, absolutely, whether they want to or not. Absolutely. And I would say for me, and I think for maybe some of your other listeners that you're talking about, caregiving is an expression of mothering. Yes. In a lot of cases, people used to ask With maybe me a I little had... bit more confusion because you're yes. the person who you're caregiving a lot of times was supposed to be the one who took care of you, right? right? So there's all sorts of stuff that can come up. The potential for growth, yes. and the changing of those roles, it was yes. very impactful on me. I will say it was certainly quite a journey for me and grew me up and matured me in ways that caring for them that nothing else did. People used to ask me if I had children and I'd say, yes, they are 90 and 93 because that's the way it is. And I do want to yeah. speak directly to those people that are caregiving their elderly relatives or actually as the work that they do. It can be a challenge to be caring for people that are having cognitive changes. Yes. And boy, the giving of all of that where you hit those levels of depletion, I certainly went into that. And I'm a professional. I had tools at the time. And it still gets to a place where we give and give. Mothers, my youngest godchildren are 21-year-old triplets now. So one of my two best friends, I saw her give and give and give what that's about for the depletion. So I just in the middle of this want to insert self-care is vital yes. and it's not optional. It actually is vital. The yeah. better we can care for ourselves, the better we can care for all of those around us in our circles. Yes. So uh, it's funny. I don't know that I've officially connected you with all the, we have a number of people in Flow 365 right now who are dealing with Alzheimer's and are the primary caregivers. Maybe we've all met each other and I don't even know, but I'm just thinking to like the people who have, that has been some of their primary goal in Flow 365 is supporting a parent. And I think almost everyone I can think of, except for one person, the parent had Alzheimer's or which is like that or kind dementia. of feels incredible yeah or dementia like i mean actually that feels like stunning to even think about it's a big handful of people actually it is shocking it was shocking to me my mother's alzheimer's journey started in i think she got her diagnosis in 2004 or 2005 and looking back of course you can begin to see the cognitive changes but even then i was shocked at how it was really a silent epidemic going on. And mm. I think over the ensuing years, especially as you're talking about now, more people are talking about it, more people are kind of above ground with it, that it is uh, widespread. Yeah. But, and that said, you know, 
it's a big topic of conversation actually these days in flow because a lot of people are needing support with it and they're not very supported. Like it's actually really hard to find care and help. And, you know, in flow, we're always talking about self-care because we really want to be able to hold women's hand and like making sure that that happens for a variety of reasons and a variety of situations. And it's actually really hard to get help. I mean, unless you're a bazillionaire and, you know, can hire somebody full time, but if you're going through the system, it's actually like not a lot of people understand Alzheimer's, which is kind of unbelievable considering (laughs) that so many people in our little bubble seem to be dealing with it. Yes. So I know in the next part, I'll have a couple of things that I can share. Yes. That yes. may be little part of touchstones it. for people. Absolutely. Awesome. So you balance basically like, so, and actually that's bigger than what I even imagined, but you're, you're balancing this whole sort of career change because you're really come. I mean, I know you've had this business for a moment, but I think it's still evolving. And so you're coming into this new business and so and Absolutely. tell us what, what else is happening. As a fresh entrepreneur, I do not come from a lineage of entrepreneurs and that was not part of my DNA. So to learn that and figure that out has been all consuming. And that's one of the things actually flow has been instrumental for me this year in finding a different way to move with that. So with the work, what am I balancing with work is trying to balance work within the work, like how to be solopreneur, as it were. My relationships, my husband is retired. He's actually my roadie, which is fantastic. So we're partners in life. We're partners. He supports me and resources me in this business. And I find that as I'm focused on this and offering care, because I have a heart of service, I know that my husband and our relationship deserve a lot of focus and care and love and attention. So that always is a part of the balance. My relationships definitely are part of that. My own spiritual path, my own personal growth and connection is part of what I put into the balance. My creative expression. I will say that I, as a kid, because of childhood, elementary school, art classes, decided I wasn't an artist because mine didn't look as good, right? (laughs) And so I finally was able to take that on and step into that in my early 20s and have had that as an integral part of my spiritual path is actually working with creative expression. And it's one of the things that lights me up is to actually be in the flow of creation. So that that. is a big part of it as well. Health is a part of it. Definitely as I'm aging, I'm looking for new ways to keep new supports, new resources to keep myself vital and healthy well at my best so I can offer others my best. I love it. I have to say, you're also, you're not the only person who's, although I didn't have you in flow, you were having the Alzheimer's thing. So, but you're not the first person to come in with that story. And, you know, we're dealing with a number of people with it right now, but the amount of women whose husbands are retiring and they're called to service is like also stunning to me right now. And you are very lucky because you have somebody who's very attached and in alignment, I think with your service, but like, man, that's crazy. Like the sort of like, won't you just come and watch TV? (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like you finally, it's like probably that moment where you finally feel like you're alone and you could do whatever. And then somebody retires and it's like, you know, you have this other 
another pull. It's almost like having a kid. Yes. So I've noticed that a lot in flow. <laughs> it's fascinating. We are very blessed. We actually, our little home in Atlanta sits on six acres. So mm. we live in the middle of a forest. And I will say that during the beginning or from March 2020, we all know what that means. For <laughs> many, many months, we were in the house or in the yard together, like we just didn't go anywhere else. We were really kind of nested up. And there were times where it was like, I have been within a voice and sight distance of this human being who I love and adore for the past 472 hours. I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And I know he had the same thing to say about me. So yes, it's a very interesting experience. Like all of a sudden, yes, with our humans all the time. And it's like, what is that? Yeah, retirement's very interesting. Yeah, I definitely have noticed that, you know, if you're called to like into service or like a new passion or like, because we've also had some women come into flow who are retiring. I mean, literally for anyone who's listening, who has young kids, like, I don't feel like I'm always talking to this group, but this is some of the people come in. I love it because I love that we have this like spectrum of wisdom of all the different, you know, ages and different stages, but it's so permission giving that, you know, you can finish a career in your sixties and then like, move into the next one. And it's just kind of funny that like the guys are like, okay, can we just like not do that right now? But anyway. (laughs) Yes. I encourage everyone in relationships where there's so much love and joy and delight and really lifting each other up. Peter, my husband and I have that where we really brings us both great joy to lift the other one up. If there's space to kind of include them and move them that way, that's really good. Yeah, this little 52-inch gong and stand, I can't do by myself. So I actually had a happy occurrence where I needed help and he was like, okay, we'll go. So he's very funny. It's all like, do I have the right tools? How do we move this? Do I need this? So it's good for those of us who are aging into the next space to have of focus. I, I'm a lifelong learner. I know that's part of my own internal system. And I yes. think if we can stay curious and interested and engaged, I think that that's one of the keys to keeping us young. And for all those people that have young kids, all those women that have young kids in their 20s and 30s, just let all this information seep into the folds of your big brains because it'll be there and will come yes. out just when you need it. Oh my gosh. I love that. So good. Yeah. All those times that anyone told me it goes so fast. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? The days are so long and this is so hard. And now I have this kiddo going off to college and I'm like, what the hell happened? Where did all this time go? All right. So with that balance, and then I want to get into all this amazing goodness you're going to share with us. How has navigating your business, you alluded to the fact that navigating how you do business through flow has helped or changed how you look at that. Will you tell us a little bit about that piece? Yes, Mia. Let me first thank you for your work and the body of work that is Flow 365. It came Mm. in at a time that was transformational. There's that word again. Transformational for me. I could tell that as my practice has been transforming, I know that there are new elements and aspects and new ways of being that the practice 
as its own entity is moving into. Some of those are known, some of those I can almost sniff, some are yet to be revealed. But in that, I could tell that internally, I began to get anxious. Like I could tell there was a little Mm. excitement, certainly, but anxious and that I could not settle myself. And that's one of the reasons that I came into flow when I did, because I could sense from a deep place within me that this body of work is just what my nervous system needed, just what my larger system needed to be able to balance in. So coming into Flow 365, one of the first things we did when I came in was the your periodic retreat weekends. And to come mm-hmm. into that and move into having the vision mm-hmm. that comes from the focus that comes from connecting to our future selves, like where we are, those beautiful And deep, deep meditations and visions that you take us through. And to have that as a compass point, the vision point, the focus point, to be able to go, okay, let me have an eye on the big picture. And let me continually bring my focus back to that so I have a larger sense of where we're going. That has been monumental for me. I love that. It keeps me out of nervousness. It keeps me out of worry, concern, repeating thoughts, contraction. It actually keeps me almost on a daily basis, the way that you've set up the work, where I get to come back to a point of stillness inside, refocus and remember what's important and move again from there. It doesn't mean that all the little stuff doesn't have to be done. It just puts it into perspective. So that's been tremendous for me in Flow 365. Another piece that I've actually adapted and made into my practice is one of your technologies that you call the brain dump. I actually call it the brain drain because I (laughs) love language, right? And it rhymes and makes my inner child really happy to talk about brain drain, right? I have taken that technique and I've actually woven it into my practice. So it's one of the things that I'll do before I go to bed at night, as I get into bed, before I get into bed, I'll do a brain drain, knowing that all of those things are safely put there. I can Mm. tell that with a very active mind, I always kept having to repeat, like, am I going to remember all the little things, which come, frankly, that's one of bread in, in the filmmaking, like you're always keeping your, all the important things juggling the balls, right? So the ability to use that technique as part of one of my deep practices, daily practices. So I know that I'm putting those things to bed. My little system can go, okay, we're safe. That's somewhere so we don't forget it. We're not going to lose that. That has given me more restful sleep. It's given me more balance. It's actually given me a way to focus when I get up in the morning and become more than to do. It Mm. actually has become part of the spiritual practice in a way that I don't know that I have words to describe. Oh my God, I love that. I love that so much that I know you're giving me credit for handing that to you, but 
I'm going to give that to my daughter because now you just gave it back to me in a different way. (laughs) And and I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be so impactful for her each night to do that and have that be a practice. I love that. Roxanne is a student who, whenever I say anything, she always tells it to me back. And I swear, whenever you say it to me back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope we're recording this because the way that you just said it back is like better than I could ever say it. And I love hearing it back from you. So thank Thank you for that. I'm just an instrument. That's the way I see myself. I'm just an (laughs) instrument. So the music you've played, I've been able to internalize and I'm just playing it back. Maybe in a different key. So you are giving yourself this amazing permission. I mean, I get to watch how you give yourself time for like creativity and like these amazing opportunities come into your life for like doing different workshops and working with different people. And like, I don't know, sometimes somebody gets COVID or like something can happen. And you really have this amazing way to just trust how everything is unfolding and sort of pivot and figure it out. And it's really fun to watch. So I would love you to impart some of that wisdom on us for all the women listening who are wearing lots of hats, whether they're, you know, caregiving or starting a company. Like when you think about the work you do and this transformational work you do, what are your three favorite pieces of advice? I mean, sort of playing the gong, which would be wonderful, but I don't know how it would work on this audio. <laughs> what are three wor- you know, pieces of advice that you would give people? The first is being. You know, I love that. Yes. We are so accustomed and conditioned by our families, our cultures, our society to have the measurement of doing, to be human doings, right? I know it's corny, but yeah. And the ability just to be is essential. There's been such a growth of information out there about mindfulness and being be here now, be present, presencing another. And that seems like, how do I get there? That seems like, okay, but I hear you. How do I do that? Right? And what I love about being, and that's what the sound actually creates a beautiful ground for a beautiful container for, is Mm. that we're just able to be present without Mm. any expectations, without having to do anything. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so funny. I'm just going to share the story, which I wasn't planning on doing at all, because I don't even know where the words are for it. But during that, so sound, I still need to explore with. (laughs) But I feel like there weren't a lot of senses. I'm a visual person, whether that's by society or by born, I don't know. I've used that sense a lot, my eyes and creativity, but also sound and also movement, like and dance have not been the things that have been like my primary tools. But during my daughter's recovery a year ago, which if you haven't heard about that, and you're listening, there's more podcasts about that. I'm not going to go into that right now. But it was just a really intense time. And one of the things I would do quite regularly is dance. And how you just said that just reminded me of it because it really brought me into the moment. And it was really interesting just how like, and I would dance with her. I would dance actually with both my girls sometimes. And the way that we could move energy without words, it's it's hard to even describe. So that's why I wasn't going to share the story right now because I don't feel even ready to describe what happens. But I could solve so many issues with it. Like, you know, I could just be and... 
I could solve a rift between them for the moment. I could get my girl who was very unhappy, happy for a moment. Like it was just, it's so interesting, but it is that being. So I love that. So whether it's sound or moving or tasting, so good. So I can hear in that as you're saying that in 100%, like being in the body, like just being in movement and sound connected in that way, it actually brings us into a present moment. Yeah. So I love that. A lot of us have been raised to be thinking beings, frankly, yes. thinking humans. And the body has so much wisdom. And it was difficult for me being raised in a very mental achievement oriented family to actually <laughs> figure out how to do that. How do I get yes. in the body? And like we talked about, there's an entire world. The body is an entire universe as we allow ourselves to go within and just relax and explore that. So what I get, the question I can hear in that is, okay, how do I get to that space of being? So mm. one suggestion I have, one offering I have for that is to begin with the breath, just to go for 90 seconds, if that's all you have, for two minutes, if you have that, or five minutes, if you can close the door, even if you're in your bathroom, lock the door, right? Is to oh, I take... love that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, right? Especially with little kids, right? That's what I hear. Or is to take that little bit of time and just breathe, and to breathe deep into the body, to actually focus on breathing into the diaphragm or the abdomen just allowing and slowing that breath with each breath, breathing deeper, holding it a little bit, taking a moment, and then releasing. And in those breaths, what scientists, what medical researchers have proven is that even with slow breathing, we can relax the vagal nerve. Like we can actually change our brain state in a matter of two to three minutes on breath, controlled, focused breath alone. I love so that. that can be one way is to take a breath. And as you hold it just for a moment, just to be, and it may take time. It's interesting. I wrote a little note, so I'm going to get my little note because I could hear as I was preparing, I could hear this. Like it may take practice. It may take focus. It may take patience. Yes. But you can change your state in a moment. It's a gift that. that you can give yourself each day in any moment. It's yeah. not a race. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about planning, not to make us all like, you know, structured, whatever, unfree humans. It's that actually, when we think about our future from a place of having just the equivalent of taking that breath, we literally make different choices then if we are making a choice in the moment and we're feeling even just a little bit of anxiety or a little bit of stress or a little bit of hurriedness. It gives us the opportunity to move from reaction to response. Yes. And yeah, response is more grounded and it actually offers more care to everyone involved. I love it. So good. Thank you. So my second bit of wisdom that comes in is listen. One of the things that I find that I do with clients, especially as they're coming into a space, my little sound sanctuary, and they're coming specifically for care. They're coming specifically for whatever reason is deeply personal for them. 
But as they come in, and before we move into sound, I oftentimes will lead participants in an experience of listening. And I think about how you talked about how you thought about listening maybe that way. But the opportunity to listen to what is in the soundscape, what's around you. So as I listen now in my soundscape, truly even underneath the headphones that I have on so I can hear my voice, I can hear the expressway because I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I can hear it right outside my door. Oftentimes in this space, I'll hear the HVA system. I may hear the noises a building makes. Or if you're at home, you may hear a car pass outside of your house or your kids in another part of the home or someone outside. Sometimes we hear airplanes or lawnmowers. There's all sorts of things we can hear. As you listen to those and allow those to be just another part of the soundscape and move your listening even further out, at some point you'll be able to listen to yourself. Like beyond the mind chatter, you might hear your own respiration. You might actually hear the blood moving through your circulatory system. It's interesting, on my way to my studio today, I was pondering and contemplating our conversation today. And one of the things I thought about was how listening is not part of what we're taught in school in a way that's supportive or enhancing, right? It's very didactic, but actually how through so many religions and spiritual traditions and beliefs, there are different ways it's talked about. Listen to the still voice inside or Mm. listen to the voice of spirit or listen to God giving us wisdom or grace or listen to the angelic choirs. Like across that, there's so much talk about listening to something that is sacred and deeply connected to Mm. each of us. And so in that space of listening, as we begin to hear beyond the mind to the body, the stomach may gurgle. If we allow ourselves to go even deeper, we may be able to hear the still soft voice or the silent voice that's within us. Guidance, intuition, God, spirit, whatever way you have to contextualize that. Oh, I love that. You just like totally redefined how I've thought of quiet meditation because I love just that. I love the journey of like just listening and not having it to be quiet, right? You're like listening to all the sounds. Like I can see how one could just guide themselves through that until that place where you can hear the inner wisdom. Oh, I love that. It's interesting as you say that, Mia, what a gift, because what I can hear is that oftentimes if we're trying to do something, we may also be trying to not do something. And in the not doing, there becomes an agitation or a struggle, like it becomes a rubbing against something. Yeah. So it's almost like when you say you're in quiet meditation, like the sound of the bird outside is annoying versus helpful. Oh right. Whereas gosh. in how you just said it, that's really actually helpful or the air conditioning, like a bird is always nice, but you know, like the air conditioning clicking on or whatever, like I can just like see myself sitting in quiet meditation and getting totally annoyed at like the refrigerator sound or, you know, all the sounds. But if they're an invitation to really be listening, that just reframes all that. I love that. It's interesting. I'll share if anyone wants to do a deeper dive, I'll share two resources that were amazing for me. So in my 
early days of my practice when I still was in a very rigorous study of therapeutic sound and sound practices. Mm -hmm. And I was in a course called Sonic Theology, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. Wow. Sound has been used in cultures and religions and spiritual practices around the world for millennia. In that, one of our books that we were studying was a book called The Soundscape, which is a brilliant book. And I'm not going to remember his name, but I'll get it on we'll so put it for the, the notes, notes of the podcast, yeah. right? Murray. I remember his name's Murray, but not his last name. Murray Schaefer. He wrote this book on how natural soundscape has been disappearing as industrial right. development has been going on for hundreds of years. Right. And even when he wrote it at his time, I could tell that it had only intensified in the last 20 or 30 years. And I not only work close to a major interstate in Atlanta, I live close to a major interstate. And so at times, depending on which way the wind is blowing, we'll have sound. And whereas when we moved there in 96, I could write it as being the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's just too insistent now to do that. So in that period of reading that book, I could tell that I got agitated and really strongly moved like, I need to be in silence. It was almost something that drove me crazy. And I had the opportunity, one of my trainings, to go into rural Pennsylvania and stay on a farm that had 30 acres way back in the woods. And I thought, okay, this is my opportunity. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be quiet. And as I stayed at this beautiful 300-year-old farmhouse, what I realized was it was louder there than at home. But the sounds were sounds of nature. And so what I thought I needed, which was an experience of pure silence, I actually needed a reset in my system of what sound was and how it could move. So now through that and Pauline Oliveris' deep listening work, which I strongly recommend, she was an American composer a very active beginning in the 60s through to her death in mid-200s, 2000s. She developed this body of work called Deep Listening, which is some of the stuff that we've talked about. And in working with her concepts, reading her books, I was able to move myself into that space where I know that I can be centered and calmed and balanced I have the opportunity to be centered and calm and balanced in any situation. It may take me a moment. I may need two and a half minutes of breathing. I may need a little time out. But there's always the opportunity for me to reach that. And for me, being a sound practitioner, one of the ways that is a leading edge for me is with this sound, soundscape, and stillness. Yeah. Beautiful. I feel like you've shared like a hundred different strategies. Thank you. (laughs) It's interesting. So my third little thought I had, I've already spoken to it, so we'll just touch on it briefly, is state. And I know I said this, I'm going to say it again, just to for a little emphasis in the system. You can change your state in a moment. Oh, I love that. And for me, oftentimes, it's what we've talked about. It's my taking a deep breath, or it's my finding my center, or it's connecting to my body. Or one of my favorite things, I didn't even write this down, but one of my favorite things is encouraging people to hum, 
to actually... Ooh, I like that one. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're instruments. We're little instruments, just like a guitar or a cello or a mandolin has a chamber, a resonant chamber. Our entire torso is a resonant chamber. So why not play ourselves with sound? So the yeah. ability to hum to vibrate our own systems is another thing that will automatically calm the vagus nerve. I love it. And you know, because you're in flow, that the O stands for OM, which I, you know, sometimes feel like I don't talk about that one as much. Like, admittedly, it was like, the, I needed a word. <laughs> like, I needed a word to be that thing. Like, I knew all the pieces, whatever, but I was trying to be clever with the words. But the vibration of the OM in yoga class and doing that in community with other people was hugely impactful to my own anxiety and ability to calm. So something about the vibration in my body of that sound myself, but then also doing it in community changed Beautiful. many of my days. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you've just upgraded the practice so we can all hum. And that's something you can do standing in the grocery store. We actually can, moving from using a word, we can use words, but we could also use vowels. So play around with vowels. I encourage everyone to play around with different vowels. How does it feel to um, to sound oh versus ah or e? E's really stimulating. I might not use that in my system. I might not use that for a time that I need to feel a little more space on the inside. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. I love it. Well, so tell everybody how they can find you, because I know that right now we have to be in Atlanta a lot of the time to work with you, but I know that that's going to open up soon. So Thank you. <laughs> I have Thank faith. You. We're doing a lot of work to make that happen yes. and have all those things line up. So tell people how they can find out about you and interact with you. So my website, it's going to be different. So I'm going to say it and then spell it. Okay. It's www.infiniteflow.com dot one and that's dot o n e that's oh, the yes. number one spelled out so infinite flow dot o n e yep. is my website on instagram and facebook i'm at infinite flow dot o n e dot one if you go on my website you'll see links for insight timer where i'm about to upload new information new meditations and guided practices Amazing. soundcloud Soon we'll have some of gong meditations, which I'm very excited. So that's how Amazing. you can find me on the website. You'll see my email. Feel free to email me. I will say that, yeah, maybe sometime in the near future, there might be a tour to a city or a studio near you, which would be fantastic. That was a plan that I was working on very excitedly. It felt like it was coming in the spring of 2000. So I had a lot mapped out in February 2020. And then like, oh, isn't that interesting how that happened? There's one other piece about, oh, so working with me, I actually also do other technologies, use other protocols and modalities that I'm able to do online. So oh, I awesome. have transformational I kinesiology, which uses muscle testing. It's based upon the reunion process. It has that as a basis. So we actually do those individual and small groups over Zoom where it's clearing off patterns and forces 
through visualizations, facilitations, we call them. I'm a psyche practitioner, so I can do those over Zoom or we can do those over the phone. Done both of those technologies for over 10 years, and that's a way that I find that I work with individuals and groups which was fantastic during the pandemic because I did have a way to work with people without having an issue of the sound. Yes. Oh my gosh. Anyone who just listened to your voice, like check it all out at Roxanne's site because it's so like you just have, I just know that those sessions are amazing. So thank thank you. you so much for your time today. Mia, it's been an absolute delight. I'm so happy to be here with you and to share this information with everyone who's listening. And let me just shout out you. Your work is spectacular. If you are looking for deep foundational support and resourcing to help you move in life in a flowing kind of way, I strongly encourage you to look at Flow 365. Thank you so so much, Roxanne. This was lovely. I'm so happy. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where it's where change happens. And the cool thing about action is it doesn't have to be huge, even though the change you're wanting might seem huge. The actions can be little. And in this series where we're highlighting our amazing Flow 365ers, or at least some of them, I I did ask each one for their three pieces of advice, but I really want to boil them down at the end still in this way of thinking about a doable change so that you can really choose one and experiment with it this week, all right? And then if you like more than one, just take note and do the next one next week. So here is Roxanne's three doable changes. Number one, Keep your eye on the big picture. Visioning and connecting to your future self can help you focus and choose your goals and actions in a season, in a week, in an hour. If you can connect with that future self regularly, it can really help change your perspective and shift what might feel like overwhelm. And Roxanne shared how this has really helped her. And so I hope that it can also really serve you if looking at literally today is where you're taking action from. Okay, doable change number two, do a daily brain dump. I love when people share that this is their favorite thing from Flow 365 or from the Flow Planner in general. This one made a huge difference in my life. And we try to constantly frame it in different ways so that you will take it and really use it in a way that helps you. So the premise behind this idea is that we are all trying to hold so many ideas and pieces of information and what's happening in our lives in our head. And it's exhausting, even though we can do it. We definitely can do it, but it's exhausting. So do a brain dump and get everything onto paper so you can stop holding onto it. And some of the things that are from your brain dump might make it into your weekly or daily plan, but some will be things you just stop trying to always think about, right? So the idea of the brain dump is not to become your to-do list. It is also just to become your net 
So making a daily practice of a brain dump can really help in so many ways. It can help you sleep better. It can help you focus more during the day, and it genuinely can help you find more balance. But again, you have to remember this brain dump is about emptying your brain. It is not about creating the world's longest to-do list. All right. Okay. Here is number three. Being Not Doing, which is the name of this episode, because this is such a gem. There has been so much information, like a growth of information out there about mindfulness and being in the now and being present. And Roxanne explained such a powerful way of how sound creates a beautiful container All right, trying double change three again. All right, so here's number three, and it is the name of our episode. There's been such a growth of information out there about mindfulness and being here now and being present. Sound creates a beautiful container for us to be present without any expectations, without having to do anything. And I love the way Roxanne shared this. So if you're looking to be in being and not doing energy, this might be your entry in. She also explained how dance or other movement is another way to come into the body and just be. Focusing on breath is another way. So even a really short time frame, if you do this for 30 seconds, can make a difference. She also explained humming. So what humming does is it makes you an instrument and a sound and a vibration, and that can change your state in just moments as well. So we have all these things that Roxanne explained to us as different ways to get present. We talk about this a lot, so we've probably shared other ways too. And I so love the way, though, that Roxanne really laid this out in this episode. So this Doable change is really about practicing being and not doing. And even if that's for 90 seconds a day, because you take three 30-second pauses, I know that over a course of a week, if you practice this, it will grow. But just try starting small and see what happens if you actually make space for that small amount. All right, that is what I've got for you today. If you loved what you've heard if you are excited about the transformation that you heard that Roxanne had and you want some of that too, definitely head on over to plansimple.com, hop on the Flow 365 waitlist, and we will be in touch with you. We are calling in the most amazing group of people, and you are amazing in case you're pausing on that. And It's just so fun to see what happens when a collection of women really lean into what matters most to them. And it's interesting that as we come together in a group, I wouldn't have been able to understand this unless this had been created five years ago. I don't think I would have been able to like logistically understand this just in the way that I've been brought up. But when we come together in a group of women, it's almost like 
all comparison goes away. It's very interesting. And I just get to watch each woman come into her most unique brilliance. And that is my favorite part about Flow 365. So if you're ready and welcome to come into your unique brilliance as a mom, as a woman in her body, as in your work, as a wife, as a sister, as a friend, wherever you are, whatever you're working on in your home, we would so love to have you. So again, go to plansimple.com, find that link for Flow365 and hop on our wait list if it still resonates after you watch that, after you see that page. All right. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 